I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The year is with Red and Bobby. Oh, hello. Welcome to the year's podcast. Um, I'm recording this on July 29th, and in a couple days, me and Red are going to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, where we are doing some year is live shows. You should check that out. But we are going to be really stressed and busy while we are up there. So what we've done is we have got together for you a best of episode. So this episode that is coming up is all of the funniest, best moments from the however many episodes of this podcast that we've done. So, I hope you enjoy. In this episode, we're going back to 1547. Henry VIII, dead. Yeah. Ivan the Terrible in charge. Very much alive. Unfortunately for his children and probably most of the Eastern world. <laughs> but Francis I, the king of France, also died. Okay. Um, I've never heard of this, this fella. He didn't really make historically that much of an impact. That's the thing. If you don't kill your kids or your wives, no one gives a shit about you 500 years later. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he was captured in battle, Francis the King. Mm-hmm. And after a year was released, but they kept two of his sons captive for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and during captivity, his sons forgot how to speak French and only spoke the language of his captors. They kept them in Spain. How, how old were they? They were children. So they came back Spanish? Yes. <laughs> and then they were like, we've got to teach these kids French again because yeah, they're going to be yeah. kings. Are you sure it was the same kids? <laughs> you weren't really questioning. They accidentally killed them. And they're like, let's send them three Spanish boys. <laughs> this guy won't notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably met his kids three times. Yeah. So he's like, oh, like have, yeah. you, have you seen that documentary Imposter? Yes, the, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, the, the French guy comes back and pretends he was, you know. A missing kid because yeah, he doesn't yeah. have a home. So he just pretends to be a missing kid. <laughs> and then they're all like, yeah, great to see you, sonny boy. And then he's oh, after God. a while, he's like, I think these people killed their kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's because uh, the brother's like, I know it's not you. And he's like, how? It's like, <laughs> it implied that he killed him wait you don't have a son i fucking oh it's not good but that's uh yeah they they accidentally murder the royals and then just pick up three three kids off the street and go hey how do you fancy being princes in france 
Huh? What? <laughs> okay, just pretend this guy is your dad. He won't really remember what you look like. <laughs> so is uh, Francis married? Did he have any wives? Um, yeah, he didn't really like his first wife. Okay. He, his wives weren't as interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, when his, once his son had come back, this was interesting. Um, his son wed the legendary Catherine de Medici. Okay. They were both 14 years old at the time. Yeah. And they consummated their union the night of the wedding. Yeah. That means fucking. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that, Bobby. Just in case know. scientifically you didn't know that when two people consummate a union, it means mm. they fuck. Oh, my God. Their genitals mash together. Oh, Bobby, stop being so... You don't like anything sexual, well, right? It's just very crude. Until one of them comes. Usually the man. Do you know how it works? Yeah, I've heard about it from you just now. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they're 14, bit pretty grim. Yeah. Um, but what's even grimmer... Back then, that's like 30. ...is Francis stayed in the room with some of his trusted advisors to make sure the marriage was consummated. I don't think that's what he was making sure. <laughs> his trusted advisors. Yeah, who are what, these a, guys? A pedo ring. Yeah. <laughs> we must be there uh, for... Um, that's disgusting. Imagine being 14 and the first time you have sex, your dad and his mates are there. <laughs> That's so grim. I'm just here to uh, make sure everything goes <laughs> to plan. At <laughs> one point, he just goes, good work, son. <laughs> You're so, really doing it, my boy. That's so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking horrible. I watched an Attenborough earlier, and they did, you know, at the end of some Attenboroughs, they do, they show how it was filmed? Yeah. And there was one where it's like they're trying to watch whales mate each other. I'm going to use that word because I think we've run out of Fs on this podcast today, Bobby, thanks to you. But um, he goes to like watch him. And then, you mean the whales are fucking? <laughs> yes, mating. But uh, this guy, this cameraman's like obsessed to be the first guy to watch it on camera. And he like dives down with his camera. And uh, like the whales are mating and he's just there filming. I'm like, I don't know. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if this is for science. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think this is for you. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine, like, you're just having someone just rides up with a camera underwater, so the wetsuit makes them look even more creepy. Um, that's that's very gross, and I've never heard of that needing to happen before. You don't hear about that in uh, Henry the Eighth time. He had a really hands-on parenting approach. <laughs> Some par- Listen. Wait a sec. No, because they came back from fucking Spain speaking <laughs> Spanish. And it wasn't even a kid. It was some Spanish kid who he had met four times was like, Daddy? And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah I'm your dad. Pretend to be my son. Oh, my God. And then the wedding's done. They're like, and right, then he's like, I'm gonna, everyone upstairs. I'm going to go watch this Spanish kid have sex with this stranger. <laughs> it was so disgusting. My parents are so annoying. <laughs> Get out of my life, Dad. <laughs> That wasn't that wasn't that wasn't the girl's. That was she was just involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was doing a boy's voice. That didn't sound. Okay. Well, he's fourteen in oh, French. Oh, I see. Yeah, lower, fair enough. Fair enough. Higher, sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, that's strange. Also, it's weird at fourteen, like because that would have been like thirty now, you know. But they would have looked fourteen. But it was kind of like that's when you got married. People get married at thirteen and fourteen. Yeah, I think a fourteen-year-old from fifteen forty-seven. 
would not get ID'd in a bar. Oh, no. They looked like they, a... They would stroll in. Yeah. They'd they just walk in and be like, hey, can I get a can I get a pie? And they'd be like, you look like you need it. They look like they've been at bingo were, every were, day for yeah. 30 years. You've got bags under your eyes. Your teeth are yellow. You're, it's like, buddy, you don't want to brush your teeth, maybe? It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. My teeth are my teeth. They clean themselves. My toothbrush is my tongue. I am a princess. Ugh. Yeah. Sure you are. Yeah, uh, yeah. a princess from 1547 walks into a bar and everyone oh, goes... Oh, they'd be like a Weatherspoon 70-year-old. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why does that that old kid stink of shit? <laughs> that old kid really stinks of shit. And she's like, I'm a princess. Who wants to fuck a princess? And you're like, hey... Can someone get that old kid that stinks of shit a shower and a toothbrush, please? Yeah, it'd be at that age as well. You'd be like, yeah, I'm 14. All my friends are getting married and settling down. I just feel like I'm doing... Because it wasn't like careers, was there? It was either like you worked the land or you had to f- fuck people in front of your dad. For yeah, his, yeah. Made some music. There's no winning. <laughs> no, there isn't. It's, it's all shit. And you're constantly worried that... The peasants are going to rise up and kill you. I always think about that when I used to watch documentaries on slavery and stuff. It's like, how did you sleep at night knowing there's like 300 people who work outside your house for free there? You know what I mean? Like, you would just, I wouldn't be able to go to bed. I go, hmm. Something tells me they probably don't like me. (laughs) At any point, they could storm the house. They all have weapons or makeshift weapons, you know, spades, sickles, stuff like that. I don't. I think I'd be too scared uh, (laughs) to uh, to have people work my land back in the day. I wouldn't be relaxed. That's for sure. So wait, what you're saying is the only thing that stops you from being a, pl- a slave owner is fear. Or not, not you have no moral. Slave owner is a strong word. Bobby. So, so Red Richardson has no moral qualms with slavery. Mm. The only thing that stops you from owning slaves is worry that your slaves won't like it enough that they hurt you. Well, they'll turn on me. Okay. Exactly. I don't want to be fucking killed in the night. Not the moral injustice no. of owning people and 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 harming people and taking away their dignity. You go outside and, their, and go, you guys like me, don't you? And their personhood. <laughs> but what what you, the 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 problem you'd have is thinking, I hope I hope my slaves don't turn on me. <laughs> yes, that would be okay. Big. Just so we're clear. Okay, well. <laughs> Would but, you like the, that to, like, do you want us to change it around so that that's how we start the episode? No, I think that would give people a bad idea. By this point, they're warmed up to me and what I'm about. And I'm sure most people, you know, agree. Uh, it's quite popular. It still happens. And, uh, you know, we all have iPhones. So, you know, we're not that much far. We're not that far away from that now, you know? Yeah, we are. I would say mm. the difference is our, our slaves now live in other countries, yes. so we don't have to mm. see or meet them. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and they don't have a um, means of getting here, so everyone feels sort of safe. And when they do come here, we're so kind. <laughs> we're going to be fucked. <laughs> this year we are going to, this episode, sorry, we're going to 1892. Like when COVID happened, I googled, how do you make a vaccine? Like I was going to crack it. <laughs> 
Did you do that? No. I thought maybe you make a, what because the answer would be there on Google and the government just had not thought of that. I yet. thought maybe I have some hidden knowledge. Maybe what? I have something inside of me that I just didn't know was there, what, and I'm going to start. Fifteen-year-old on Reddit might have the answer. I'm going to start reading about how to make vaccines, and I'm going to think, "Oh, what if we just put this thing and this thing together, and then I could have cracked it?" <laughs> Where did you think you were going to find this? I don't know. The internet's got a lot of information. On YouTube comments. <laughs> Someone's like, "You look disgusting in this video, you slag." Oh, by the way, here's a vaccine cure. <laughs> But then I read all these stories when crypto was blowing up. I read all these stories about cr- teenagers hacking into people's crypto accounts and stealing yeah. all their money. And then I thought, I wonder how hard that is. So I Googled, like, how to hack crypto. Also very difficult. I'm sure. Yeah, I keep really thinking, like, I can just, in a day, learn something that took people 20 years to learn. I think if you have to Google it, you usually can't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so especially with something like a vaccine. How do you make a vaccine? I just thought, maybe I got some stuff lying around the house. I'm in lockdown. What else can I do? There's <laughs> a child on MySpace for some reason, and no one uses the website anymore, so he's just being ignored. And what you thought, I've got some eggs, a bit of uh, Marmite, and then you microwave it. What There's was, not that what, many things that could go in. What would you, if you, if you had uh, 10 minutes to make a vaccine that you think could kill coronavirus, what would you go for? Maybe with household appliances. Well, the thing is, I know how to kill coronavirus. I just don't know how to keep the person alive while I kill it. How'd you kill it? You kill the person. That's your vaccine. So I'm just saying. <laughs> your vaccine was mass suicide. I could, if you had said, I have COVID, can you kill my COVID? I'd say yes, but you also will die in the process. So it's not, I do have medical ideas. Could you, just, could you not get COVID from me whilst killing me? I'd do it from far, I'd shoot you from far away. You'd wear gloves. Yes. Well. <laughs> Definitely, and a mask. And a, well, a mask, definitely. I want to be COVID safe while I kill COVID. Throttle me, but turn away with your mask whilst doing it, wearing your brown leather gloves. Yeah, I just, listen, I still have medical knowledge. I, mm. I have the medical knowledge of how to get rid of COVID. I just don't have extensive enough medical knowledge to keep you alive while I do it. Yeah. So it's a start. <laughs> that was my vaccine beginning. My vaccine beginning was, what if you killed everyone that had COVID? Would that work? And I realized, no. So then I moved on to, like, what else would work? And then by the time my vaccine was getting into development, Pfizer and Moderna and AstraZeneca, they'd already figured it out. They jumped on your wave. Yeah, they they <laughs> they got in there a bit quicker than me. But if I had another couple of years, yeah, we don't yeah. know what I would have came up well, with. Well, you were doing it before it was cool, weren't you? Yes. It's like you're not a doctor. Someone says, I got a headache. You go, here's a gun. Shoot yourself. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I would get rid of the headache, though. <laughs> Technically, I want my headache to stop. Well, if you weren't alive, you wouldn't have a headache. That would be my medical answer to everything. Yeah, <laughs> there'd be a podcast made about you, that's for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, a doctor with a 100% success rate. Why are we judging all of medicine with whether or not the patient lives? Um, because that's the point of medicine. That's why it's medicine, to make you better. Yes, I am more, I want to win at all costs. You have cancer. I want to get rid of your cancer. Well, what if I cut off all the limbs that have cancer in it? Now you're just a head, but your head doesn't have cancer. Solved it. (laughs) Well, we, uh, more from Dr. Bobby, uh, (laughs) every week, actually. 
if you uh, have any medical advice needed. Yeah, if you're listening. Don't sue us or do any of what he says. Yeah, if you're listening, I would just like to say that my medical knowledge is limited, and this is not advice, it's just my thoughts. Yeah, he's not qualified. Oh, well, I am qualified You're a sense. less qualified doctor than I am a historian. I had a doctor when I was like 23, and I had been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, and I really? went to him to get antidepressants, and um, he was wearing, I didn't know him, I was just the nearest doctor to my mm. house. And he was wearing, like, a poker sweatshirt. Are you sure he was a doctor? <laughs> and when I walked into the room, he was playing poker on his computer. It's, I'm not sure this is a doctor, Bobby. Are you? Did he make you close your eyes and open your mouth? Hear me out. Then I said, yeah, I'd been told I have borderline personality disorder. I was wondering if I could get some antidepressants mm. just to you know, try to limit the anxiety. And he said, Jesus Christ, people like you never get better. Fine. <laughs> but you were 23. That's such a damning thing. And he said, he, he said, was right. But like, he, <laughs> he was not right. I have improved. And he said, and he said, uh, just get a different doctor. What? And then he said, don't report me to the medical college. <laughs> And I just okay, He's I could al- I could already tell this was an insane man yeah. who was able to write prescriptions. Yeah. So I just I literally didn't call him up on it and just said, "Oh yeah, okay, no worries, that's fine, interesting." Um, and I got my prescription, which is all I needed. And uh, when I got home, I Googled him, mm. and there was like um kind of a trip advisor for doctors mm. yeah, website yeah, that yeah, I think yeah. it was like Web WebMD or something. I found. And it was complaints about him that were insane. <laughs> One lady was like, I, bought, I brought my pregnant teenage daughter in to see him. And when he examined her, he said, Jesus Christ, and left the room. <laughs> and didn't come back. He sounds brilliant. <laughs> he, was, he was a debilitated gambling addict. <laughs> Who hated being a doctor and had very limited medical knowledge. And then, like, the fourth time I get to, went to get my prescription refilled, I went to his offices, and they were just boarded up, and of I course. never saw him again. No, he's probably not, uh, not allowed around people anymore. Yeah, I don't know how medical licenses work, but I feel like he was about as qualified to have one as I am. Yeah, no, it sounds like your advice is slightly better. <laughs> Jesus Christ, and <laughs> left the room. Oh, God. Okay, this episode, we are going back to 1848, the year that Red looks like he was born. Well, I was robbed. Um, I was, um, so I was uh, walking along, there was a homeless guy there, and he asked me for some money, and I was on my e-scooter, which listeners of the podcast will know I've been uh, into recently. Never again. It's a poison chalice. They look like fun, but they'll lead you down the wrong path, as I found out last week. And this homeless guy said, can I have some money? I said, you know what? I'll give you a tenner in cash if you take a few action shots and videos of me on the e-scooter. Here's what's insane about that. You started, and that I don't trust homeless people, but if I, if someone has no money, you started by giving this stranger mm-hmm. your phone yeah. and, and then getting on a scooter and scooting away from yeah. your own phone and just hoping he'd be there when you got back. 
If I was him, I would steal your phone to teach you a lesson. Well, it's no. nothing about homelessness. I would just take your phone and be like, okay, well, now you don't get a phone because you're fucking stupid. Well, I could zoom after him on the scooter, you know, and no disrespect for the guy. I don't think he was, uh, he was hardly an athlete, let's say. Um, so I go after him on the scooter and just club him down like I was in a medieval war I'm on horseback. But anyway, what I like about that is <laughs> you're in your in your in your deluded plan. People watching would just see a guy on a scooter yeah. chasing a homeless guy and clubbing him. Yes, it would be horrible. <laughs> and I just say, look, I just wanted a few action shots, and that sounds even worse because they go, "Oh, you were actually a psychopath completely." So I I gave him my phone. He then took a load of shots of me. His thumb is in all of them. He's not a good photographer so i'm just going to say to anyone out there if you're in camberwell and you need some action shots do not trust the man who sits by the hsbc because he's he's not good at his job um so he did that and then he gave me my phone back and i looked and they're all fine i was like can we just do one more these aren't good and so we did one more loop and he's just taking the piss at me the whole time he's like here he is look how fast he's going oh it's prince charming Yep, Red, because you look insane. <laughs> Who gets a stranger to film him on an e-scooter like it's really cool? It's it's not a hovercraft. What I wanted is to put it on Instagram with that song, Low Rider, da-da-da-da-da, and maybe slow motion zoom shots past. That would be very cool. Anyway, these kids come up, about 16, this young girl, and she says, oh, me and my boyfriend want to use one of these. How do you use it? And I say, well, you need the app. And they're like, is it okay if we just go around the park once on yours? Wait, wait, wait. How old were these people? 16, 15, maybe. And w- would you trust 15-year-old you? Not a chance. But <laughs> I don't know what. I was in a giving mood. And they said, I think we can all see where this is going. <laughs> they said, can we have one zoom around the park? So I said, okay. Just once, because I'm paying by the minute. Because <laughs> I don't know if you've used any scooter. It's like an Uber, but you're just paying for every every minute you have it. <laughs> and uh, so they said, yeah, sure. Got on it. She zooms off. The boyfriend just runs after her. And a few of them like appear and scuttle off as well. So I start running after them. And uh, so I'm, I'm legging it after them. Did they do a lap around the park first? Yeah, they did a lap round, then zoomed around me. And then I like, managed to kind of catch up with them. And they zoomed around me on this patch in Camberwell Green, just zooming around me. <laughs> and like you're being bullied. One of them called you're me. You're being bullied by teens. They called me a fat dickhead and zoomed off. I think that both of those things, there's truth in <laughs> that I, statement. I ran after them. I ran after them and... Uh, I, there's t- I was shouting, stop them. And I saw these two guys and they said, what's going on? And what's happened? Did they just knock you off your scooter? And I said, no, I let them have a ride. You know, and they've just gotten, they just looked at me and laughed and said, you're an idiot. <laughs> so I, I was on the phone to um, Lime Scooter, I think it is. And their offices are in California. So I'm speaking to an American woman who it's probably like 4 a.m. for them on a 24-hour helpline. And it, I was on hold for ages, and then she's like, so what happened? I had to tell her that they mugged me, because <laughs> I, I couldn't say. And I'm like, where are they? And she's like, they've traveled four and a half kilometers. Then you get your bill back, which luckily she cut, cut a tenner. But you got, uh, it took me an hour to get the thing canceled, and then you get your bill back, and they can show you where they've been on the scooter. And there's a little ring. <laughs> at the beginning of the journey from when they were circling me and calling me a fat dickhead. 
what's what's great about it is i told you to call the police yeah i mean i didn't think but i thought well i didn't realize they could cancel like that i thought well right if these kids destroy the scooter you're gonna be liable for the scooter yeah but then when i told you call the police i did say you also gave a scooter to people are at an age that they're probably legally not allowed to drive one so you might have committed a crime i didn't think of any of that yeah Um, i (laughs) just thought look at these young kids i have a little zoom around them (laughs) Um, and it was the oldest I've ever felt running after some going, come back here, you little hair. <laughs> I felt like Homer Simpson's dad. <laughs> so did they char- How much did they charge you? It was only ten fifty in the end, which was good because I told them I'd been robbed. And I was like, you guys really need to look into this because <laughs> it's, it's rough out there. <laughs> so that's all. Um, but it was sorted. And I wasn't going to call the police because don't want to get the kids in trouble. You know, they just need to learn. So, there we go. That's been my week. (laughs) It's just so funny that you, the day that you're really trusting. Mm. Oh, never again. I'm giving no one a thing ever again. Ever. That's it. That was my final act. This is the day Red becomes a Tory. (laughs) That was my final good deed. I hate to say it. Had there been an election that day, <laughs> I would have voted for whatever stripped the rights from children and, and left the worst planet possible. There, are, There's no party. Man, there's no political party. There's not running. one bad enough. Trust me. <laughs> there's no party running the platform of, we want to strip the rights of children. Defund schools. Anyone under 16 isn't allowed health care anymore. It would have been all, all that sort of stuff. You pay your own way. The day you turn 18, your parents give you a bill for everything yeah. you've ever spent. Yeah. And you spend the rest of your life in servitude to in your parents. <laughs> yeah, this would be like Hitler not getting into art school. Well, uh, Red Richardson uh, famously gave Lennon Eastcoot to some children. <laughs> it really radicalized him. He went down a dark path. Yes. Yeah, so uh, that was a financial hit. Which isn't good in these times. Um, if this kid was 16, I think legally, could you box him? Well, box him on the nose. No, I mean, could you box him like in a boxing match? Is that a thing? Oh, yeah, but they're nifty, these kids now. They're all trained. I bet, but legally, I, I'm just saying, could oh, you... Oh, yeah, I could probably smack you could him. You settle the it in the ring. Yeah. Well, if you can legally have sex with a 16-year-old, surely you can punch one of the nose. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm sure... But, you know, you can't, they'll be, like, jumping out of bushes through my legs. Well, boxing. I'm talking about a boxing ring. Yeah, but, oh, I don't know. You wouldn't get one of them in there. They're too sneaky. <laughs> I'd end up tied to my own lime scooter being driven around somehow. <laughs> to the front. On the front, like a pirate ship, you know? I'm strapped to the front while they drive me through the streets of Peckham and their friends throw eggs at me. When it happened, did you have any flashbacks? To, like, a moment in your life when you were a kid taunting an adult. And yeah, thought, yeah, loads. I fully deserve that. Like what? We used to throw conkers um, onto uh, people. Who could... There was a, a, a phone box in the train station by our skate park. And people would go use the phone box and we'd pelt them with conkers while they're in it. <laughs> so crack against them. You know, and they couldn't get out. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I get what it's like to be young, wild, and feral. But there's a point in everyone's life when you just want to Put some slippers on and vote Tory. And (laughs) (laughs) I think I've reached it. On September 13th, 1848, Vermont railroad worker Phineas Gage 
Mm-hmm. Cool name. <laughs> Phineas Gage. It's like a name for a novel. <laughs> sounds like I've colonized. <laughs> he survived a three foot plus iron rod being driven through his head. <laughs> Ow. That's in the head and out the other side. Unless he's got the biggest head in history. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> Fuck. That, I've, I've, that would be painful to even look at. Oh, yeah. Ow. I'm sure it says he survived, but I doubt he was... Uh... He lived for 12 more years. <laughs> I, I don't, wouldn't want to IQ test him after that. <laughs> <laughs> you go, You're a four-year-old boy now. <laughs> so Gage was... Uh, he was directing like a work gang that was blasting rock and building a railroad in like, Vermont. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he blasted the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> and and an iron rod that was about a couple centimeters thick went uh, through the left side of his face in an upward direction, <laughs> continuing <laughs> upward through the outside the upper jaw, fracturing the cheekbone, passed behind the left eye, through the left side of the brain, and then completely out the top of the skull, through the frontal bone. It then shot another 25 meters. Fucking hell. So he drilled the wrong way. Yeah, but so he, he... he wasn't Einstein to begin it with. It shot through his head. <laughs> Maybe because he was so stupid he had died. <laughs> He was so dumb, there was nothing to kill. So th- when I first read about it, I thought he still had the rod in his head for his whole life. Oh, my God. <laughs> like he well, just... It went, 20, it went shoom, yeah, 25 yeah, 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 meters yeah, yeah. into the distance. Imagine working with him being like, ah. <laughs> you know, it's bad to even see like someone get a huge... I remember in primary school, this guy playing with a stick, and he snapped it, and it went through that soft bit between your thumb and your index finger. And it was just horrible, but this would be like... Him just there, ah, ah, <laughs> someone the, just vomiting. The tamping iron was smeared with blood and brain. God. Yeah, uh, he was thrown onto his back and gave some brief convulsions, which makes <laughs> sense. Chuck him on his back and stamp on his belly. But within a few minutes, he spoke, walked with little assistance, and sat upright in an ox cart. <laughs> And we got driven into town, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> about 30 minutes after the accident, a physician found Gage sitting in a chair outside the hotel and was greeted with one of the greatest understatements in medical history. He said, Doctor, here is business enough for you. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, he had a giant hole in his fucking head. He could speak. And a rod had just went through his jaw and out his brain. He'd lost some of his brain, but could still walk around and talk. That's, yeah, that's very impressive. God. And then this doctor just treated him for like months and like cleaned the wound. And luckily, he actually stumbled upon one of the few doctors in America that knew how to keep him alive because he got really ill a couple months later and went into a coma. But this doctor just knew how to clean the wound and like. And what did he. Dealt with brain injuries before? Put in the hole and just shove stuff in it. I don't know. I I don't know what they did. They just. You just. It'd just be his hole. And he carried the rod around with him for the rest of his life. Why? Just that's bad luck. It was his friend. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was. So it's a party trick. You go, hey, look at this. Wham. Ah! (laughs) But that's, you can make a living, actually. Pay five pounds as a sort of freak show. No, he didn't go into the freak shows. It was before the circus, kind of, Mm. time-wise. But, uh, you know, he moved in back in with his parents. That makes sense. 
but then he got bored and he went to Chile mm. and drove a bus. Oh, uh, yeah. Would you? Because Chile, uh, the roads don't look that safe. I just now. wouldn't let a one-eyed guy drive, really. Like, one of his no. eyes was kind of sealed shut. And but- he went to me back with his mum and dad. Hey, mum. Hey, dad. Yeah, I <laughs> got a bolt through my head. Yeah. Well, not a bus, a coach. He drove a coach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine getting on the bus. Hi. <laughs> oh, hi. You're going to be driving us along this mountain terrain. <laughs> he was, uh, his friend said he wasn't the same guy. No, I, yeah. Afterwards. <laughs> what, they're like, he's really changed. And, but it was like the first case where they realized. The bolts really got into his head. <laughs> oh, God, sorry. Karen. It was the first case. <laughs> Where they kind of realize that, like, injuries to the brain affect the personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, they didn't necessarily make that connection. Most Anyone before that who had a brain injury Mm. probably wasn't going to be alive anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Whereas this guy, he had a metal rod go in his jaw and out his head. Yeah. (laughs) And he was just a bit different (laughs) after that. Did so, he's, it goes through his head, goes 25 meters. He's put on the donkey cart, which means one of his colleagues walked over, got the bolt, walked back and was like, just in case you want that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's crazy because I wouldn't even, I wouldn't fancy my chances of surviving that now. No, I don't think, I think. If it was like a game show and they're like, for a million pounds, we're going to shoot this bolt through your head, but there's going to be a helicopter waiting, taking <laughs> you straight to the top brain surgeons in the country. I'd still go, I don't think I'm going to do it. Thank you, Ant and Deck. I'm not at all. But I love in the game show, they're not even going to do it in the hospital. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we're going to put you on there. We've got the chopper. It makes it more exciting. We've got the chopper here. <laughs> I'd be wanting to stand next to the brain surgeon <laughs> yeah. whilst they did it. I'm a celebrity. Shoot me in the face with a bolt gun. What's your, like, biggest injury you've had in your life? Um, like, black eyes, you know what I mean? You've never broken a bone? No, not really. I broke my nose. I, like, jumped to get, grab a tree off a ledge, and I, like, I saw it. As I was jumping like Superman, then I just realized halfway, I'm not getting there. And I just went, whap. And I was like six, so you don't put your hands out if you're stupid. So that happened. What about you? You've broken your arm twice. Yeah, I broke my... Slipped on ice. I did. I Yeah. I mean, well, I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. You've heard the story. I have, yeah. But I slipped. I was on my way to a gig, and I was running there, and I slipped on the ice, and I broke my elbow but then i had to still stand up and keep running to the gig because i was late and you had to do the gig and i did the gig and then i went to hospital and then it healed and right as it was healed it was icy again at the end of winter Mm. and i was i slipped on the ice a second time and rebroke it (sighs) yeah that's horrible that's uh weak bones do you drink milk Yes, I drink a lot more milk than you, probably. Well, you didn't have any milk today in your fridge because Harriet's left, and so there's just nothing here. <laughs> um, you need to drink some milk. I'm worried about your bones. I drink milk. Okay, well, I've never broken anything in my life. <laughs> no eating on the podcast. 
I was just trying to break your bones. <laughs> yeah, that's not Let's nice. Let's see how strong your bones are. No, that's not nice to do. <laughs> Jody, stop him. <laughs> but you've just never broken a bone. No, milked up to the fucking eyeballs, mate. You're ready. Ch- strong bones like a bull. That's why they call me the young bull. Who? Those kids who mug me. (laughs) (laughs) Fat dickhead. Fat dickhead. Did you call them anything back? No, they're children and there's people running. It was a packed place. (laughs) Fucking embarrassing. The sun was out for the first time in ages. So it's rammed, you know, and everyone just goes. But everyone who saw it happen knew it was happening apart from me, you know. (laughs) thing is, I grew up around there and we used to get robbed like eight times a year. And I don't know why my football, I remember these kids used to come on and go, give us a kick. And I'd be like, no. I don't know why I thought everything had changed. I think I was having a good day. And I just thought, you know what? It's a young couple. I'll give them a spin on my uh, my lime scooter, and it backfired. Hey, we have a new sponsor this week. It's uh, DBT UK. If you don't know what DBT is, it's a form of therapy that really helped my life. A few years ago, I had a complete mental breakdown. I was running around a fucking roundabout screaming. I was crying randomly. I was suicidal. I tried everything, and then I went and I did DBT, and it changed my fucking life. It was originally developed for people with borderline personality disorder, but they figured out that it works for lots of people, anyone really that is struggling with emotional dysregulation. If you can't control your emotions and or your behaviors, this can really work for you. So I would really 100% recommend it. Um, like if you want to just message me and ask, if you're going through something, message me and I can tell you how it worked for me. Um, If you want to just email them, then uh, email info at dbt-uk.co.uk. And uh, if you mention the promo code year is, you will get half off on your initial assessment. It's a really worthwhile uh, form of therapy that I cannot recommend enough. Expiration is actually something I discovered. Uh, I've been from 1929. Some aviation exploration. You discovered exploration? No, I've discovered a topic for the podcast um, that involves exploration. Can you? Okay. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So in in 1929, Charles Lindbergh rose to fame by becoming the first man. I can't fucking believe this. What is happening? Wait a sec. Red. We talked right, it about says this. 1927. Red, we talked about, Red, we talked it about this. It says 1927. Red. I don't know why it says that. Why does it say it happened in 1927? Red, what are you talking? Red. It says 1927. <laughs> I thought it was 29. Can you check, Jody? What are you talking about? The, the, it's saying that he did the flight in 1927, not 29. No, but the whole point was in 20. It's meant to be 29. I know. I know the point of this thing. Is it 27? Oh, for fuck's sake. Red. I obviously... You're supposed to research your stories and I bring did. them on to tell me about them. I did, but for some reason that snuck in. That snuck in. So... <laughs> I don't know how that... I thought it was 29. So, I swear okay. it was on Wikipedia. It was 1929. So what happened? He flew across the Atlantic. Um, 
and he was the first man to fly solo across the Atlantic. Uh, non first solo non-stop transatlantic flight. I don't know why I thought it was twenty nine, but it doesn't matter. Uh, it's still a good story. It took him thirty three and a half hours to cross the Atlantic Ocean in a plane. Yeah, and he's on his own. I just, must have been. Uh, he must have been on coke. Because how would you not sleep? I mean, I've not, I, I feel like if I was in the first plane to cross an ocean, I would not need cocaine to not sleep. No, you'd probably be pretty terrified the whole time. 33 and a half hours going, shit. But wait, what year did this happen in? 1927. But I, for some but reason... We're supposed to be talking about 1929, I, I thought. I know, we are, we are. But I just... I, How did this mistake happen? I don't know. I tell you what, I might have clicked on the Roaring Twenties and then that might have been in there and I just got confused. Went, oh, that's a good story. But I did think it was interesting because also uh, I know you said you'd be able to stay awake, but all he'd see for thirty three and a half hours is uh, is blue sea, which on sleep podcasts I don't know if you have one, but they use the sea as a way of getting you to go to sleep. So you're so you think it'd be hard for him to stay awake? Yeah, because he's on like a thirty three and a half hour visual. Once you're flying the, I wonder back then you probably have to hold the controls the whole time. Yeah. Like, it's not like they had autopilot. So if you don't hold the controls perfectly in place, wouldn't the plane crash? Probably, yeah. That would, wouldn't that be tiring? Yeah, but it'd still be... Bobby uh, got a dog, um, to anyone listening. It's a dog called Sunny, and it barks uh, when we do the podcast. But it's a feature of the podcast, because we're not allowed to get rid of it. So uh... We're not going to kill my dog. No, I know. We don't have to. It's... Could we could get a seven up and give it to your dog. A, a 1930s yeah, yeah. seven. <laughs> a seven up from 1929. But what I found funny about this is 33 and a half hours on a plane. I'm sorry I got the fucking, it won't happen again. 33 and a half hours on a plane. He clearly hasn't been able to use the toilet. And he lands and there's loads of adoring people screaming him, you know, cheering him on. And he's just covered in his own piss and shit. Well, I think... <laughs> so he's the first man to cross the Atlantic. And that's the first every man... astronaut too. Yeah, but at least they got the suit. You can, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine being the person has to because when they get everyone cheers them on, they go inside. There's probably I don't know if he hugged people. I think he just gave a wave. Yeah, and then went and cleaned up. Who cleans the astronaut suit though? There's probably someone who has to do that. They just get out there. The intern. Yeah, and they just the intern. They're like, hey, you clean this. You want to you want to work in the astronaut world? (laughs) Well, this is your first job. You clean the shit out of the suits. How long does this happen for? About five years. Once you're done with the shit cleaning up, we we see what else you can do. You might get to go to space with uh, Elon Musk. Yeah. Is he going? No, is it? He's going as well, isn't he? They're all going. They're all going. That's always good when the people who have the most money and know the most about how the world works start escaping the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That gives me comfort, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> Does that give you comfort? No, I just When they're don't like, know. listen, you guys worry about climate change. I'm sure it's going to work out for you. We're going to figure out a way to get away. Yeah, no. We're don't. just focusing on leaving the planet. <laughs> but you guys, listen, poor people. You, you, you get your paper straws and your electric vehicles and hopefully it works out for you. No, definitely. It's also like you see all the stuff going on in the world, and you go, "Oh, everyone's in debt. Half the world's shut down. People are dying. Hospitals are over overrun." And you go, "Ah, I've got like three hundred billion. I think I'm going to use it to go to the moon." It's got to be quite selfish. Yeah, but then would would you want to go to the moon? No. But these people, I think they have a mindset where they, because they're 
Like, obviously, they're usually people who are born into a bit of money. But they're also type A personalities who are achievers. Oh, of course. Like, they're obviously. So I think they see the world as, like, anyone can get what they want if they try hard enough. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, well, listen, Elon, I don't have your brain chemistry. No, I, yeah, like, you I, won the race, you know. Like, I am a late, when I am alone, I'm not like, what technical tech should I be reading? I'm like, I'm going to stare at social media so my thoughts stop attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is, that's what I'm doing when I'm on my own, Elon. Yeah. I have different things to manage. <laughs> I'm not like, how do I become CEO of a company? I didn't even start. He didn't even start Tesla. Did he not? No, he just, he, he just got the job. God. Did you see the picture of his, uh, it was his wife? Lady has got a kid with the Grimes. Ra- Grimes. Reading uh, Karl Marx on the streets of LA. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like, like, your husband is everything this guy wanted to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might, she must have been trolling. I she's think, got, yeah. She's got to be fucking around. But yeah, no, Jeff Bezos and everyone goes, yeah, he started it in a in a, a garage in his house. And you're like, but his parents gave him $250,000. Yeah. Which in 1992 or whatever it was, it's a lot of money. I think it was 95. And I mean, look, if someone gave me that much money, I'd spend it on fucking Yeah, again, yeah, it's <laughs> I wouldn't become uh, Amazon. It's like, listen, these people <laughs> did have a leg up, but also even, yeah, most people who win the lottery don't start Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> most people who win the lottery spend all the money within seven years and want to kill themselves. I, like, I'd have a Porsche that I couldn't drive because I couldn't afford petrol. Yeah. That's what would happen if someone had given me that money four <laughs> years ago. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Red, how's the Porsche? Well, it's good. Actually, did you know you can live in a Porsche? <laughs> yeah. I wish I'd gotten a four door now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that way my bedroom and bathroom could have separate entrances. I shit in the front, I sleep in the back. Shit bucket in the passenger seat. No one's ever coming in this car. But if I if I hit me, if I go over thirty, I hit a bump. The shit bounces out of the bucket, hits me in the face. So I try to drive slow wherever I'm going. That's what it's like living in your four door. Anyone who listened to our last episode, 1963, knew we were going to do an IQ test. Yeah, because Red called me stupid. I didn't. It was the other way around. But we did the IQ test um, on what was the website called, Bobby? The website was uh, testguide.com slash IQ slash free IQ test slash free IQ test dot HTML. A very reputable site. A very reputable site. Do you want to tell them the results? Well, the results astounded both of us because... <laughs> I wasn't surprised. And if you want to watch the a highlight reel of us taking the IQ test, go on our Instagram because we're going to post that yep. on Wednesday, uh, the Wednesday after it comes out. So this is released Monday. It's coming out Wednesday. The results were astounding. Yeah. Uh, because I don't know if you know this, but there's a, the, the person with the highest IQ in the world is at about 190. Yep. Uh, I can't remember her name, but it's a very impressive woman. But she she's now joint highest IQ in the world because that was my score. Yeah, on freeiq.com, which you paid eight ninety nine for for some <laughs> reason. Um, Bobby, do you want to tell them your score? Well, here's the thing: Red finished early. He rushed, so he only tied the person in the world with the highest IQ. Yeah, I took my time a bit more, thought about what I was doing. My IQ is two hundred. He's, so Bobby's now the smartest person who's ever lived, and I'm the joint second. Yes. So for all the people on uh, Twitter, we've had a few c- people saying we don't know what we're talking about with history. Uh, no, you're wrong. We're geniuses. I also would like to say, Red, I called you stupid. Yeah. Now, some people might think I should apologize. 
But what I, I meant to say was, compared to me, yes, someone with an IQ of two hundred, yeah, you are stupid. Well, there's only yeah, me and that lady from China uh, compared to you are stupid. Compared to the rest of the world, we're geniuses. Yes. So there you go, guys. Uh, one ninety and two hundred, a combined IQ of three hundred and ninety which is probably more advanced than a computer that hasn't even been invented yet. I really have to say, I'm surprised you did the math right there. I thought you were going to get it wrong. Like a combined IQ of 362. Just use the old dome, and uh, the answers came out very quickly. So that's a good result. We also did a poll um, in the 1986 episode about who looked older, uh, which Bobby, Bobby brought on, as per usual, and he lost... By a landslide, very comfortably lost. It was 55-45 in favour of Bobby looking older than me, which may explain why he's got 10% or 10 points more on his IQ, because he is older, uh, he looks older, and he is wiser. So I'm young uh, and hot and very smart, and Bobby's old and smart. Yeah? (sighs) Yes. Okay, so Bobby, what year are we going back to today with that big old brain of yours? Today? (laughs) The thing is, mm. with the IQ test, yes, freeiq.com. <laughs> I'm really worried we're very stupid. I'm not sure it's the same test that the Chinese lady used. Like, I'm starting to doubt. Like, at first, when we started the episode, I was really confident, but I'm just sitting here thinking about it when you were talking. And I'm not sure if, in fact, we are the smartest people alive. No, I don't know. I, but I don't think that. Look, it, the stats are there. The website doesn't lie. You know, I, even though I got more than half the questions wrong, it still gave me the uh, the boost. Yeah, I, I feel needed. like if I don't believe that I'm the smartest person in the world, it's like being an anti-vaxxer. It's like I'm just ignoring the statistics and making up my own story. Yeah. Because I'm not believing the narrative I'm being told. But the narrative I'm being told is I'm a genius. Yes, which I think we should stick with. And I will never take another IQ test again. No, we are done. Forever now, my IQ is 190 from (laughs) freeiq.com. We're retiring. (laughs) Wait, didn't you have an IQ story about Rosie? Yeah, Rosie, my wife told everyone my IQ was 175, which is higher than Einstein's. Um, <laughs> that is... But she was 15 out, which, how... which means she doesn't rate me as highly as she should. <laughs> how, did, how did you manage to marry a woman that thinks you're smarter than Albert Einstein? <laughs> well, look, you know, I do quite a lot of good stuff. <laughs> I've got a lot of theories. I, I'm going to start with kind of my favorite person from 1760. Okay. Uh there's a guy, a Belgian entertainer mm-hmm. named Joseph Melvin. Yep. Uh, gave the first demonstration of roller skates in a performance at Carsley House in London, but the stunt ended in disaster. <laughs> <laughs> what could have gone wrong? Okay, so what happened was, uh, one of it, like this guy was an inventor, and he invented roller skates, and uh, he had roller skates and a violin. Yep. And and. Uh, he he got on the roller skates with the violin and started playing and then <laughs> crashed into a mirror that in 1760 had a value of 500 pounds, which is like a million pound mirror, shattered it to pieces and wounded himself to almost death. <laughs> And 
And I've always hated roller skates. Yes, I have as well. That's like if the first guy that invented the airplane yeah. just flew it into a building and then they <laughs> yeah. were like, yeah, this is a great invention. Yeah, yeah. But he's not just flying. He's also going to play the fucking the cello <laughs> while he's doing it. <laughs> yeah, I would say if you're trying to use a new mode of transportation, you don't have to play the violin yeah, while yeah, doing yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> just, just test them out first. Yeah. So imagine he crashes. Yep. He falls to the ground. Covered in glass, blood, yeah. roller skates. <laughs> There's a crowd of people watching. And then he just has to get up and try to style it out. But he still has rollerblades on his feet. He's bleeding out. So the only way for him to get out of the room is to now rollerblade away. It's, it's quite an embarrassing moment. The funny thing is, though, is you wouldn't even have to know what rollerblades were. And the first time you saw them and we're him with a violin, you go, I can see where this one's going. Yeah. You know I mean? He's wearing shoes with wheels on them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's such a comical thought though. <laughs> Behold, the amazing new invention. He comes up, not the violin as well, and just goes crash into the, the Our- most expensive thing. I don't know. How would he how would because you think of like seventeen sixty references, there's no cars. So how no. do you pitch roller skates? You're just like, listen. Have you ever been in a wagon and thought, what if I was my own wagon? What if I was a man wagon? Well, now you can be with my new roller skates. Put wheels on your shoes. You can, you can tie a horse to yourself and pull you as your own wagon. So he invented other stuff, though. This guy was... The thing is, I think he was... A, it's, it's hard to tell when you read about him whether or not he was a genius inventor... <laughs> Or an insane man. So some of his other inventions were a self-propelled wheelchair. Yeah. Which sounds cool, but they don't really have those now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they have, like, the electronic ones, but it wasn't that. So I don't know how it was, like... What do you mean a self-propelled... With the hands? Yeah, that's what I'm not understanding. Yeah. So maybe that's what he means, self-propelled, which is impressive. Or he's like, it's a self-propelled wheelchair. You have to use your legs. And then in that case, it's just a chair, isn't (laughs) it? Yeah, yeah, that's just a a chair disabled people can't use. (laughs) Um, He invented a prosthetic for a person born with stumps only, which is a great thing to do. That's good, yeah. Better than fucking around with roller plates. We don't know what the prosthetic is, though. It could just be a couple, like, firecrackers that you light on fire. And then you're like, look, it's the flaming arm man. (laughs) What else was that? Um, uh, whist cards for the blind. So, like, cards so blind people can play cards. That's good. See, it's weird. He goes from great to terrible. So, it's up and down. And then a pump for expelling foul air. That's exactly my point. (laughs) So, he he helped people in wheelchairs, people born with stumps only, the blind, and people who can't stop farting. Or pranksters. Yeah. Yeah. Though, so it's like one day he's got this great thing. The next day it's like, yeah, here's an invisible whoopee cushion. <laughs> like, mate, we'll just stick to the good stuff. He also invented a communication system for summoning servants. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's amazing. Yeah. Why isn't there a film about his life? I don't know. I want to see it. <laughs> Jim Carrey plays Joseph him. Mervin. Yes, we have, we have to, we have to I get just that. Made. He's like, I'd like to help the disabled, but I'm sick of having to raise my voice when I need my servants to come help me. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you know what the system was? 
They didn't know. No. <laughs> I, uh, System for summoning servants. I, I assume. Fart it, machine. Yeah. No, I, and cards for the blind. <laughs> I assume maybe it's just a leash. He would have a servant on a leash. Yes. I've invented the leash. It's a lot like a rope, except you tie it around a person. <laughs> well, that's a mixed bag from Joseph Mervyn. Also, a mechanical chariot with an early form of a dometer. Okay. So, like, like an odometer is like, like you know, the thing that tells you how fast you're going, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's impressive. It is. So he really would, yeah, he really gave you something great. And then you're like, what's your next idea? And then he was like, well, today I was thinking we just put a person in a boiling pot of water and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's like someone today, and it's like I'm working on a cure for all diseases, but I'm going to do that next year because. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing this year? I'm making a spray that can make everyone sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it'll be hilarious. It's like, can you do the disease first? <laughs> yeah, no, no, this is my passion. The disease is where I'll do in retirement. If I live that long, <laughs> I have cholera. Imagine being on the tube and everyone just starts sneezing. How funny that will be. <laughs> well, Joseph Mervin. Um, that's a movie, and we need to make it. Can you imagine being that guy's wife? Mm. Be, what, what have you done today, sweetie? <laughs> well, you know how I keep farting. <laughs> yes, well, now I can move the fart to the outdoors. <laughs> oh, good, sweetie. And what else are you doing? Well, you know, uh, last year, um, how I invented that, 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 that spike, that giant spike that was in the living room and blinded our daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, well, now, because I've made some cards that she can play cards with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tomorrow I save Africa. Today I'm going to dox Ariana Grande. Yes. <laughs> this is the sort of level he's working yeah, on. Yeah, he really he swings in roundabouts with this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Him, but I I like him. Like, I like that kind of a spirit in someone. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's sort of, it's it's fun time because the fart machine's probably fun. When someone's boring him, you just go, Pam, if that's what it is. No, it's not a fart machine. Well, what it's is a it? It's a machine that moves smells out of a room. It's the opposite of a fart oh, machine. Oh, that's actually good then. Yeah. Oh, I got the wrong... I thought you had like a horn where you just blow it in someone's face and it stank. No. Because <laughs> that would be good. Well, that's not what it is. Okay, well, that would have been a fun idea. That's actually really practical and good. So you go... Yeah. And then someone just goes... <laughs> Imagine if you're talking in a room and someone farts and someone else goes... <laughs> walks to the window and just looks at them. <laughs> but you could still use it because you store it. And if you don't like someone, you just go up to them and go, hey, buddy. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I don't like to. I, I genuinely hate talking about farting. No, I don't like it either. I find it disgusting. Well, it, that's because we're very high IQ So people. much that I will probably have this part edited out of the podcast. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I like. I find it. Dis- I just don't want to talk about it. No, okay, we don't have to talk publicly. About it. All right. I will say this: that lady mm. that was caught. You know, it was a couple weeks ago, and she was found. She had a heart attack because she was Farting. farted into a jar too yeah. much. I feel like she was his spiritual successor. How can you have a heart attack from farting too much? And what she was selling them like? She'd make it like thirty grand a week. Yeah, she was killing it. Men are disgusting. You're assuming it's men. I'm definitely men. There's no one else's. I didn't for that. get the demographics of her. Well, I'm a, I'm not 100 sure it was all men. Some creep 
who lives somewhere just receiving a little jar. Not all men yeah, well, are buying this woman's farts in a jar. His like, you have a package uh, in, in the... Yes, that's for me. It's just a few uh, tools. <laughs> and he, go, he goes into his creepy little garden shed. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was... Uh, that's I cancelled my subscription. <laughs> if your heart can't you take it, you've broken mine, baby. <laughs> You're going to have to find someone new, Bobby. Uh, yeah. Anyway, enough but, of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's such a it's such an easy time to be an inventor. Why? The 17th. Nothing's been invented yet. Oh, then. Yeah, 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 There's yeah. There's nothing left. You could be like, the biscuit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And everyone's like, you're a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, now, it, how, it's so hard to invent anything well, now. Well, because everything's there. What you have to find a of? gap in the market. Yeah, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. going to build a quantum computer. I don't know how to do that. No. But I if someone says, hey, do you want to invent a six-wheeled car? I'd be yeah. like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. What, what was it, Da Vinci? No, Michelangelo? Da... Who was it that drew the helicopter? There were sketches of a helicopter. Um, I don't know. I think it was Da Vinci. Okay. He'd, they found... Uh, artwork of him drawing a helicopter mm. and that everyone was impressed because you know in the 1400s he drew a helicopter yeah. and i'm like i could draw a fucking helicopter Mate, when i was five i draw flying cars it doesn't yeah. fucking mean anything yeah exactly <laughs> I, I, if I if i draw a helicopter i want in 500 years people are like wow this guy was the smartest man ever well they won't be surprised yeah because i am the smartest <laughs> man ever they'd be right <laughs> And I'd be like, oh my god, his friend of a flying car. Well, he was the second smartest man ever. They were in competition for flying automobiles. The thing is, the funny thing about Joseph Mervin is loads of people would have gone there respecting him. Being like, this guy's done so much. And then <laughs> he just sort of like comes out on rollerblades. Like, because he's such a maverick, everyone goes, I don't know what mood he's going to be in. He's either brilliant or the worst ever, you know? And he just comes out on rollerblades and, and with a violin, his manager probably just went, oh, fuck. Not <laughs> he's in, again. He's in this mood. He's like, <laughs> I, that's It's probably one of the funniest things you could witness ever. Especially if you don't know what rollerblades are. <laughs> We're, we know what rollerblades are and we find them funny. These people had never encountered rollerblades and now there's a man on them playing a violin, smashing into a mirror, almost killing himself. That's great. Yeah, that's brilliant. And this is amongst the time when there's like public beheadings, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like these people are like, they a crowd enjoys pain. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't, don't piss people off back then. Um. I wish he was being... The only thing going to make it better is if he was being chased by a bear on a tricycle. <laughs> <laughs> Not that, like, that's horrible to put a bear on a tricycle because you're torturing the bear. But <laughs> if you're... They did it back then. So it's like, can we just merge these two behaviors, please? It would have been worth it. Sorry. It's just like, I'm going to do this new thing. Play the violin. And there's going to be a bear on a tricycle. <laughs> He's like sort of Kanye West of his time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, just a lot of ideas, some of them great. Yeah. <laughs> Stick to your music, baby. You're good at helping disabled people. No, no. <laughs> the able-bodied people should be able to become disabled, too, by using my rollerblades. Yeah. <laughs> this year, Bobby, we are going back to 1963. A very interesting year. Let's go back in time, 1963. 
I don't want to kidnap anyone. No, but if we had to kidnap a celebrity's child, which one? And by the way, child, I think he was older than... He's not like 10 here. No, he? he was an adult. He man. was an adult. Right, who's adult kid? I think what would make sense... If, we're gonna, if we were going to kidnap a celebrity and hold them for ransom, yeah. the person I think it would most make sense for me to kidnap is my cousin, Justin Bieber. Yes. Because it would make a salacious story. They would be like, his... His pathetic cousin who had to move to <laughs> England to do comedy is kidnapping him and has demanded twelve thousand dollars <laughs> yeah, ransom in Bitcoin. Yeah. Just untraceable. A, just moon enough coin. to catch up with his mortgage payments and take his wife on a nice vacation in the hope she doesn't leave. <laughs> he wants to go to Nando's. <laughs> Honest so you just said that really uh, nonchalantly, but the someone listeners won't know that your cousin is actually Justin Bieber. That's true. That yeah. is actually true. Bobby's cousin is Justin Bieber. It's like a third cousin. It's a distant cousin. Yeah. But it's a it's it, I would definitely, in the press release that I would write in Justin Bieber's blood, yeah. I would say, <laughs> my cousin Justin Bieber is yeah. singing me songs. If you want him to keep singing, pay up. Yeah, that's how you do it. We you want make, 12 grand. Make no more, no less. <laughs> I want the money delivered in a briefcase signed by Justin so I can later sell the briefcase on eBay. <laughs> Enough money to buy a second-hand Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> but that's... <laughs> you would get the money as well very quickly, I'm sure. That's a good... How would we lure him over? How would I... I don't think... I don't think there's a, a world where I'm getting close to Justin Bieber. The man has... He has got guards... He has bodyguards. But you couldn't write to him going, hey, isn't it so weird? We're both from, like, uh, middle of nowhere in Canada and we both come on to be uh, successes in our own right. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be at varying levels. Yeah. yeah, you live in a mansion in L.A. I've painted a room blue and called it a podcast studio. <laughs> ask him if he wants to do a podcast because I've got time to do two yeah. <laughs> I'm happily do one with Justin <laughs> it's weird because I saw on Facebook once you posted something and loads of people commented with the surname Bieber yeah yeah. so you've got loads of relatives my grandma Bieber. growing up was Grandma Bieber so you've got the same grandma no my grandma Bieber mm. uh, was obviously took my grandfather's name mm. Grandpa Bieber and uh. his his brother, I believe, was Justin Bieber's great-grandfather. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, we could try and look. Have you followed him on Instagram? Okay, yes, Red. I just described the hypothetical kidnapping, but we're not now going to enact the kidnapping. We're not going to try to kidnap him. It may be our only hope, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> There's... Okay, I, I don't know this, about you, but I want a Porsche. These people couldn't get away with a kidnapping in 1963 when there was no phones, <laughs> internet, tracking devices. And they're smarter than we are, probably. Well, definitely, because they didn't do a podcast about it. Where <laughs> they broadcast publicly, <laughs> planning it all out. Yeah, now if Justin Bieber ever gets kidnapped, we're definitely being interviewed. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Who should we, uh, we, who should we look into? How about those two losers? who talked about kidnapping him right before he was kidnapped. Police come around. You're like, Hello, I haven't seen him anywhere. Oh. You cannot go upstairs. Yeah, yeah. You cannot go upstairs. And yes, someone is yelling, but I've kidnapped. I, I just, I have a boy who lives in a room. Yeah, yeah. 
And it would just sound like he's singing anyway. He'd get away with it. Oh, but if I did, if I had him, if I had him just for a couple of days, mm-hmm. I'd treat him well. I'd feed him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't harm him, Yeah. but I'd get him to sing his songs. Yeah. And then I'd play his auto-tune songs back to him and say, eh, it doesn't really sound the same, does it? <laughs> Seems like you're getting a little help, Justin. Mm-hmm. See, the thing is, when I do comedy, it's all me. It's my voice. It's my writing. You're not writing these songs. That's not really your voice. You're just a pretty face. <laughs> but not for long. Now give me 12 grand. Get out of the like, blowtorch. It's in my wallet. Yeah, just yeah, take yeah. it and fucking let me go. <laughs> also, what we're ignoring here is in this scenario, we have physical dominance over Justin Bieber. I think we would. No, no, no. That guy works out all the time. I, I think there's a very good chance Justin Bieber could kick the shit out of me. No, but what we've got on our side is desperate loser strength. <laughs> yeah, but he has he has the I don't want to be kidnapped by these desperate losers strength, <laughs> yeah, which is also a strength. Yeah. The He's feeling... scared of his face being... We wouldn't care, you know? <laughs> He's worried. He'd be worried about his face. I wouldn't. I'd be like, scar me. I'll write a bit about it, Justin. Bite my nose off. I want to look special. I'll sell the nose on eBay because it touched you. Well, that's an idea. We could attack attack him try and kidnap him and when he beats us up we sue him <laughs> that's a for, for six thousand each <laughs> <laughs> well poor frank sinatra jr sometimes having a famous dad with uh, mob connections isn't all it's cracked out to be and if you're listening um don't do it okay some other things that happened uh the berlin wall fell yeah I find that kind of boring, though. Everyone's covered. There's only one um, that lady was married to the Berlin Wall. Remember that? That's pretty good. I think if I was going to marry a wall... It would have been the Berlin Wall. No, the Great Wall of China, Yeah, of course. It's got my history. It's more classy, more elegant. You Um, can see it from space. Everybody can look down and be like, that's the wall that guy fucks. That's my wife. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You can see her from space. Yeah, hey. (laughs) She's a thousand years old. keep Keep your wife... Keep my wife out of your eye line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop looking at my fucking wife up there. But so he married the Ber- this lady married the Berlin Wall, and then so when everyone celebrated and Hasselhoff was playing on it, it was getting knocked down, whilst the world televised it. That's that's her husband being murdered, <laughs> whilst whilst Hasselhoff performs a song. Uh, listen, David Hasselhoff is a great singer. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. What's he should that? have been there. What the song was it? Bed. I can't remember. What's I can't song? remember. I don't. I don't know any of his songs. Oh, there's one great. He's got that great song. It was in my head for weeks a while ago. Fuck. I just like it when he's drunk and eats off the floor. I thought that was good. Yeah, Red, because you've never done anything <laughs> like that. Sitting around judging fucking David Hasselhoff. <laughs> You're judging David Hasselhoff's well, drunken behavior, Red Richardson. He's nice. He's, he's done well. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. We're looking for freedom, buddy. And there's just everyone's cheering. There's one woman there. Imagine watching your wife or husband being murdered. Well, this is playing and everyone's cheering. They're like, ah, ah. And because the wall's massive, it would have taken hours. <laughs> well, it'd be a sad day for her, but a happy day for Hasselhoff. Yeah. Also, keep in mind. you got to stop it because the YouTube have laws, don't they, Jody? We don't want to get doxxed by, no, not doxxed, shadow banned by YouTube. I don't think we're going to. I think this is a better podcast just listening to David Hasselhoff, actually. <laughs> In fact, we should do a podcast, which is just David Hasselhoff songs, which is basically just 
Spotify of his, yeah. Well, we've, this is like a remix because we're talking over it. Yeah, it's quite nice though, isn't it? I'm, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Should we just wrap up? Let's wrap up. You got one more thing with the golden toad. Yeah. <laughs> the golden toad went, uh, last seen in Costa Rica, the last golden toad is extinct now. So, bad, bad year for the Golden Toad in 1989. It's really sad about the Golden Toad. <laughs> yeah, it went extinct, didn't it, Bobby? I really, I've always wanted to uh, be the last member of a species. I think that'd be quite sad. Yeah, well, no, because it'd be great, because you'd be the best at everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. I'm the best footballer in the world. <laughs> I got the biggest dick in the world. Right, should we wrap this up? Yeah. Dick of the year. Who's dick of the year, Bobby? David Hasselhoff for singing this <laughs> shitty song. No, what, what is, who's the dick of the year? Menendez. Lyle Menendez has got to be dick of the year. I think the brothers would have gotten away with it is if, if when they murdered him, Hasselhoff was there singing this song. No. And they'd done it live at the no, Berlin no, Wall. Lyle Menendez. Jose Menendez. The oh, dad sh- oh, who the was dad. murdered. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Jose Menendez, not Lyle. <laughs> It'd be weird to pick one brother and Lyle's not the other one. Lyle's literally my hero. Okay, but yeah, so Jose Menendez, your dick of the year, um, because apparently you weren't nice to your kids, and your kids shot you. All right. All right, that's it. Thank you very much for listening, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Bonus on the Patreon. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to an episode of The Year Is with me, comedian Bobby Mayer, and my sometimes friend, Red Richardson. This podcast has been produced by our brilliant producer, Jody Vandenberg. Thank you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.